This black horse is coming as wealth divides poverty. And you're seeing it now. Boy, you see the stock market go up and you see people sleeping on the street. My guest, David Morgan. David, let's go to that clip on banking. This is from the uh, documentary we just put up on davidheavener.tv. The full version's on there. Let's watch this. As a civilization, we've obviously, we've obviously had, a, had a great run. Uh, we've done very well. We had the Industrial Revolution. Uh, we survived that. Uh, we've built a lot of modern uh, military technology. We've survived that uh, so far. We've built a banking system. Um, and, and we're still struggling with that part of it. But, but you know, we've had a good run. It's kind of like when I was working on Wall Street for seven years, I had the experience uh, some people would have, let's say, working at a meat processing plant. They become vegetarian. You know, you work on Wall Street and you see how these banks like Goldman, J.P. Morgan, these other banks make money. When you, when you see money, it kind of makes you sick. Uh, well, I think if the people knew what the banking system is up to, uh, as Henry Ford said, there would be a revolution tomorrow morning. Uh, the fact is most people think that what a bank does is lend you money that someone else has put in the bank previously. Um, but what a bank actually does, what a commercial bank does, uh, is to create money from nothing and then lend it to you at interest. If I do that, if I manufacture money in my own home, it's called counterfeiting. Uh, if an accountant creates money out of nothing in the company accounts, it's called cooking the books. But if a bank does it, it's perfectly legal. Uh, and so long as you allow fraud to be legalized, uh, then all kinds of problems are going to pop up in the economic system, which you can't do anything about. Private banks create money out of nothing and lend it at interest. Now, that sounds absurd. Uh, when I teach sophomores, you know, about money and banking and how banks, they never believe it. And so you have to go through it again and again. Yes, banks really do create money. They really do. Here's how it happens. And it's absurd. And they're right to, to uh, doubt that that could possibly be what's really going on. But it is. Now, if the banking lobby is very strong, they're going to say, well, we don't want to change the system. We're making so much money out of it. What we have to do is, A, try and convince the people that it's their fault, um, that they're wage claims are too high and that's why we're having lots of inflation or people are speculating on housing and that's why house prices are going up. What they're not going to say is that this is happening because banks are creating money out of nothing and pumping it into the system and that's why prices are going up. But how is it that we've ended up with a system in which banks have the power to create money? All right, how is it we ended up here? I mean, we just saw with this clip that it's not, it's not the bank you walk into, you know, Uncle Harry's bank and say, will you lend me 10 bucks, David? This is, uh, this is a well-organized, or orchestrated plan from the higher-ups, what I call the, the real uh, uh, one-world government, new world order, what have you. So how in the world did we get to this point, David, with... Uh, we are now, we have debased our currency, number one. Number two is we have the rich, we have the very poor, which means they can just print money and they can lend it to you and I and <laughs> charge interest on money that doesn't really exist. So, David, this is a perfect setup for cashless society. We talked about this in Last Evangelist. It's one of the episodes uh, where we go, we'll go cashless. Everything's going to be on a, on a, on a, a digital and a digital platform. 
um, and it's happening now. It's going to be here overnight. Um, is this cashless society? Is this a prelude? Is it a doorway? Is it a connection? Do you believe with the mark of the beast of how they're going to implement the system of you can't buy and sell unless you come on our side, baby? I do. And I think there's a lot of ways to get there. I think it's not just a certain, you know, uh, certain implant or something like that. I think it could be many ways. It's like getting a bank account. There's many ways to do it. Yeah. You're in the system. And that's the whole idea. And without being in the system, you can't buy or sell. Right. And I don't want to get in on what the mark is because that's not what yeah, and you know that. But but the truth is, it is a system. It is a thing. It's an entity. It's something that separates you and I, true believers, and 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 the the gatherers, from from the from the evil. And because we have to either go one way or the other. We choose to follow God. They're going ah, you follow me, which I say is the Antichrist. And if we don't follow them, we're on our own. David, what are we going to do? If we don't buy into their system, we're going to go out and grow onions in our backyard. What do you what do you see happening? I think that's part of it. I really do. I think you're going to be self-sufficient. It has to be community. There's a book that my friend Franklin Sanders wrote called Highland. It's a fictional book about people that use silver as the main barter instrument, because if you grow too many onions and you want to store wealth, what do you store it with? Well, silver is pretty good and known uh, commodity that people accept if they do. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a very rural, very agrarian, very small communities sprouting up. And I think that's what you're going to be. And it's going to be like uh, the Hunger Games. There's going to be the capital with all the rich. You're going to be enslaved in uh, a very poor community making the stuff for the capital. Or you're going to be outside of that, out in the woods, so to speak, as a metaphor, making it on your own. Okay, so there's this term debt slave. Okay, now debt, I understand you're in debt, right? But the second word bothers me, slave. You mentioned growing, or I mentioned growing onions in our backyard. Do you think we're going to be free enough to actually, if we don't, see, the reason they're doing all this is control. It's not about, we want you to have a bunch of points, you know, on a, on a, on a device. Do you think we'll be free enough? They're just going to let us go and do whatever we want to do. Ah, those crazy Christians let them go. Or do you think we're actually, there's going to be in some, some slavery going on here, some enslavement? Well, the slave part is pretty easy for me to explain. And, no, you know, people will agree or not agree. But, you know, if you are, if you are free and you're free to make your own labor and do whatever, let's just say your own land and you build a cabin from the trees that are on there and you grow your own food and some authority comes by and says you're taxed at 10% of everything that you produce all by your family, your one family on that plot of land, then where are you a slave? Are you a slave when you're at 10% tax or 50% tax? Are you half a slave? Yeah. Or if you're taxed at 100%? Right. Remember, even in the slave days, you know, they got free health care. They got pretty well fed because they wanted to work. Yeah. So you were given, quote unquote, health care and food and some kind of shelter because if you want them freezing, they wouldn't be able to work. So that's the idea of the, the debt slave part. 
Yeah, you, you are so right, brother. Let me tell you something. You are so right. Because why lock people up when you can just let them work all their life, let them work themselves to death and just pay, pay you all their money, right? The time has come for God's people to take a stand. Legalize Jesus. Text 71777, the word chosen, to 71777, or go to TV forward slash chosen. Join the movement.